Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislenko, pastor of St. Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Communications Coordinator. This is Season 3, Episode 7, for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, January 26, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew, Chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Zebulon and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Every day of our life, in fact, perhaps even every moment of our lives, we are presented with decisions and options and the ability to choose whether to do this or to do that. Now, a lot of what presents itself to us on a daily basis is the ordinary stuff of life. But then we also have the greater challenges, the obstacles that life can place before us, the illness that we find ourselves dealing with, the death of somebody who's close to us, a personal struggle that we might be going through, an unpredictable circumstance that may have come into the forum of our world. All of these decisions and these challenges and these options and these scenarios that life can create for us all requires us to negotiate them, to chart our way through them, to make decisions based upon them. And so a good question to ask ourselves is what resources do we bring with us in dealing with life's decisions and life's challenges, and life's opportunities? What is it that brings with it the insight and the ability to choose this or to choose that? You see, sometimes as we go about the business of life, we can kind of be on this autopilot and kind of also be somewhat impulsive in terms of our decision-making. Other times, our decisions can be rooted in emotion, our own unresolved conflicts and stuff of our life, past angers and resentments. 
Sometimes our decision-making really serves our ego and our own self-preservation rather than anything else. We can easily find ourselves being concerned just about ourselves and not factoring in anything much beyond that. We can even find ourselves influenced by sin and weakness, imperfection. There's a whole host of things that are motivations for our decision-making that color how we work through various circumstances and experiences in our life. And then there's our faith. It's not just enough to assent to a belief in Jesus Christ. As we listen to his teachings, as we listen to the teachings of the church, to be able to intellectually say, yes, I believe in that. And then to leave that belief somewhere off to the side and then go off to the business of our lives. To be true true people of faith and true Christians in the full sense of that word requires much more than just an intellectual assent or a ratification that there is a God and Jesus Christ is his son. Jesus preached very clearly, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It is this repentance that is required in order to bring into ourselves, to put on our faith in the person of Jesus Christ. And it makes a big difference in terms of how we live life. You know, the person who has just been diagnosed with a terminal illness is going to look at that experience in a totally different way than someone who has a deep-rooted faith. A person who needs to resolve some kind of conflict is going to approach that conflict differently if they're a person of faith versus if they're not. Our priorities, our choices, how we conduct the daily business of our life is going to be different if we approach it with faith. You see, because we sometimes hear that word repent and we immediately think of being forgiven of some sin. And yes, repentance is required in order for forgiveness to occur, but the reality behind repentance is much more than just being forgiven for some past wrong. The full meaning of repentance is about change, about a reorientation of ourselves. The word that is used is metanoia, which is a total transformation of one's axes, a total conversion of mind, heart, and soul. And so that when one truly repents, one begins to put their own stuff aside and act in accord with the greater values of the gospel. So a person who truly understands what repentance is and what their relationship with God is all about is going to be able to reflectively live life, change the way they make choices and decisions, and try with all their power to align what they say and do with the values and attitudes of the gospel that Jesus preached. The goal is going to be to bring the self and the gospel together as one.
so that justice and peace, equity, mercy, love, and forgiveness, and all of those things that Jesus said are paramount to the kingdom of God are going to be things that we pursue. You see, to be a follower of Jesus Christ doesn't mean I have to leave what I know to be familiar and go off to some far distant land. It doesn't mean that I have to do the miraculous or the spectacular. What it really involves is just doing what we normally do in a different way. Doing what we normally do in a different way. With a bit more attentiveness, with a greater amount of care, and with focused purpose. I become more aware of who I am, what my actions are saying about what I believe, and how I interact and live in the world. It's not going to be adequate or acceptable anymore to simply just act on impulse. And the thing that we often forget is that we are always works in progress. And we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to get it wrong, and we're not always going to live and act in the way the gospel is directing us to live and act. But if we are aware of where we want to be and where we're being called to be, then we have the ability to put the correctives in when we find ourselves coming up short. We'll have the ability to turn and look to the greater source who is God for inspiration, strength, and courage, and direction. Because at the end of the day, Jesus had one very powerful commandment to communicate. Love of God, love of neighbor, and love of self. Those very powerful but yet simple words are the direction that we seek in our life. Because we take love for granted. We automatically assume we do it and we do it well. Well, that's not always the case. Our loving is also tainted by all of the barnacles and all of the weaknesses and all of the stuff that is unresolved in our own past that colors how we live in the present. And so to learn how to love well and to love better is the task of every Christian life and the byproduct of what happens when we internalize the message and the person of God and live out of that renewed heart, soul, and mind. And so as we have the opportunity this week to reflect a bit on our lives, Perhaps we can put some thought and prayer into what influences what we do, what we say, the decisions we make, and the challenges we face. What are those resources we rely upon? And how can I truly repent inwardly so that the values of the gospel, the kingdom of God, become something that I own and engaged with and flows out of me. 
Father Mark Stislanko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening.